Well, let's get started here tonight. I want to share with you something that the Lord uh, has been working on my heart a lot this week about, because I had some big plans for what I was going to do this week, and I thought they were plans that were honoring to the Lord. I think they were honoring to the Lord, but God clearly had different plans for me this week than what I thought I was going to be doing this week, and it's probably the same for you. I doubt this week has gone like you expected it to go. In fact, that's kind of been the story of our life, hasn't it? For the last year now, that it has not gone according to our plans. And yet, I have just seen God provide and take care of us over and over again. And I believe, as I look back over this past year, it has been one of the most fruitful times in our church as we've seen many people come to Christ, as we've seen God continue to work and to grow his church. Uh, I think even of our friends down at New Life and David Cripps, they had a big outreach uh, that culminated in a special service this past Sunday. And some of you went with us a couple of weeks ago to go and help pass out invitations to that event. And David told me they had 40 people there for their service on Sunday. And how exciting that is to see God beginning to grow that church and beginning to develop a, a nucleus of people who will serve together and work together. Even today, as uh, we gathered in my office, a few of us to pray, and others I know were praying from afar, but even if you just counted the people in that office, there were really as many people praying there, and if you added up all the people in the building, because uh, there were other children and people in other places as we had some folks that are at our, staying at our building right now. There were more people there than we had in our early days as a church. It's exciting to see what God is doing in our church, but I'm also thankful for what God has been doing in many of your personal lives. Over the past year, even during this week, many of you have gone through some very difficult circumstances. And I have seen people who are demonstrating great faith in God to provide even when things have been very difficult. I have seen you rise to the occasion as people who have demonstrated great love for the body of Christ and ministered one to another. Uh, we've had people bringing food and water, people opening their homes to other people in the church, people checking up on one another. And this has not been through some great, uh, organizational plan that we put in place, but rather it is just people being motivated by the love of God and the love for their brothers and sisters in Christ that they are looking out and ministering one to another. And I am so thankful for that. And I can tell you honestly, I am absolutely just so thankful to be a part of this wonderful church, to be part of a church that loves God and loves other people, to be a part of a church that is focused on bringing glory to God by fulfilling the Great Commission, going and making disciples, and yet doing it in the spirit of the Great Commandment, demonstrating love to God and to others. And even today, as different things were happening and changing, as people stopped by, some just to get a cup of coffee, as was offered, or others who were needing a place to stay, People stepped up and some cooked food, some served, some cleaned up. I mean, there were just so many wonderful things taking place. And I know the last few days have been challenging. 
very challenging for some of you. And I want to share with you a couple of thoughts from God's Word tonight that I hope will be an encouragement to you as they have been encouraged an encouragement to me. Like I told you, my plans were changed this week and probably yours as well. In fact, if things had gone according to my plan, I would not have been speaking to you tonight because I had been invited to speak to uh, a college chapel at a Christian university out in California at West Coast Baptist College. And so I was planning to be there this morning and preaching to those young people. I was planning to fly out yesterday and take, um, you know, a day and be out and then come back late tonight. For tomorrow morning, I was planning to get in a vehicle with a group of other men from our church and travel to Southland. I think we had about 17 or 18 guys signed up. And we were going to go spend a couple of days and, and just get away and spend some time with God and with each other. And I was really looking forward to that time. But that retreat has been postponed till September because they have ice and snow and we could even get there if we wanted to right now. God has completely changed our plans. But just because God has changed our plans does not mean that God has made anything worse. No, God always knows what is best. When God changes our plans, he helps us understand that his plans are better than our plans. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10, the Apostle Paul was dealing with a what he called his thorn in the flesh, something that was a constant struggle for him. And he said, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. I prayed to God three times that he would take away this thing that I'm dealing with. And here's what God said to him. My grace is sufficient. For thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. I made this statement on Sunday that God will at times give you more than you can handle. But God will never give you more than His grace is sufficient to carry you through. God's grace is always sufficient, even though your strength may not be enough. Now, when I said that Sunday, I wasn't trying to be prophetic that you were about to go through a very challenging, crazy week, that you were going to have broken pipes and be without power and be without water and all of the things that people are going through right now. At our house, we have power but we have no water. At your house, maybe you don't have either. Or maybe you're just getting one or both of those back. Maybe you have broken pipes. Maybe you're concerned that they're about to break. God didn't give you what he gave you this week because you're so strong and he knew you'd be able to handle it. Rather, God gives us what he gives us because he wants to show us that he is enough, that he is strong enough. When God changes our plans, he's showing us that his plans are better than mine. I think a second thing we can understand is that when we face frustrating circumstances, have you had any frustrations this week? 
If you just thought, boy, if this would, you know, if they just figured out how to run the power grid, if they would just get the electricity turned back on, things would be a lot better. But I think when we face frustrating circumstances, we ought to learn that God's strength is real. And it is his strength that gets us through. God's strength is absolutely real and it is his strength that gets us through. We often are frustrated by our circumstances, but we can always stand firm and stand strong on the promises of God. God's promises are true. They are sure. And they are there to help us and to give us the strength that we need. We've had change of plans. We've had circumstances. For some this week, they have been living without. You've been living without the comforts that you're used to living with. Now, I've heard from some people, my dad, for example, who growing up on a farm, they did not have indoor plumbing at all. And so they were used to going to the outhouse to use the bathroom, even in the middle of the winter with the north wind blowing across the plains of Kansas. They would have to go out, cold little shed, and, and use the restroom outside. You know, that was normal for them. Today, in our homes, we're used to being able to have those comforts of water and electricity and indoor plumbing. For our friends, like our missionaries, the, the Pridgens or the Shelbys who are serving the Lord over in, in places in Africa, or our, our friends the, the, um, over in Chuuk, the Colsons, who are serving the Lord there. They've been able to live without, and they go without all the time. But when we use, are used to having these comforts, and all of a sudden we don't, life is challenging and it's difficult for us. But I think when we live without something, it is a great time for God to show that he always gives us enough. And he often gives us more than we need. So today we were without water at the church. And we were providing housing for a family that was in need. And that family, um, Alitza, with her boys, she went out and she brought back all of this food. She came in. She, I don't know where she had found it. She knew some secret little restaurant that was still open. And they were serving, she, she brought back waffles with whipped cream and bacon to go on top. She brought back amazing coffee with this special stuff you stir in it in and it turns it into like a cappuccino. So I was thinking about that this morning as we were sitting there and, 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 and people didn't have a place to stay. So they're staying at the church and yet we're eating waffles and bacon and had whipped cream on the waffles and drinking this amazing coffee. And I thought, you know, God always gives us more than enough. Now, I hope I'm not making it any of you jealous as you're saying, hey, I didn't get waffles and, and coffee. Well, you know, we, we, God it really blessed us today at the church. And then Brother Larry, he, he made corn and, and, he, and he roasted this chicken today. It was incredible. We had better food today. In fact, we had food. We normally don't have any food at the church during the week. But we had food, and, and it was abundant there at the church. Somebody else 
went out and bought the stuff to make spaghetti and brought it to the church so that they could take care of those families who are staying there tomorrow. Now, I hope you're not sitting and listening to this and feeling jealous and saying, well, why didn't they, they bring me any, any lunch? My point is this. God is able to give us enough, and he, in fact, he gives us more than enough. And even though we are going without, and you may be without some comforts that you're used to right now, Paul said it well, my strength is made perfect in weakness, right? He's quoting what the Lord said, that the Lord's strength is made perfect in weakness. So because of that, he said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Do you glory in your infirmities? Do you find joy in the difficulty? Paul said he was able to find joy in the difficulty because that's when he felt the power of God resting upon him. That's when he enjoyed the power and presence of God in a way that was different than when everything was comfortable. I know this to be true from Paul's life. I was reading earlier today over in the book of Acts chapter, uh, let's see, Acts chapter 16, when Paul and Silas were in the jail there in Philippi. And the Bible says they were thrust into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, so their lights were out, it was dark, just like maybe your lights are out or they're about to go out again. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And as you keep reading on, you know that God sent an earthquake, and the jailer came, and he said, what must I do to be saved? I was thinking about this. What can you do when the power goes out? You can pray, and you can praise. You can pray, and you can praise. What have you been doing when your power was out? You know, today, there was a group of people that gathered to pray with us at the church. And I'm so thankful that the power could be out across the whole city. And yet, when we pray, we are connected directly to our almighty heavenly Father who has all power. We got connected into that power today. And it was a blessing to be able to share those requests with him. Paul said, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And let me read verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 12. He says, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions. How about this? In distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. See, this time of challenge, this time of living without, while it may highlight your weaknesses, it's also a great opportunity to see God's strength and God's power on display. When my plans change, it's a great opportunity and God shows himself that his plans are better than mine. When you're dealing with frustrating circumstances, know that God's strength is real and his strength will get you through. When you're faced with living without, living without the comforts of life, 
Know that God always gives you enough and often more than enough to take care of your needs. And maybe you're faced now with cleaning up the messes. You know, you're dealing with the mess of, of food that's gone bad because you didn't have power. You're dealing with the mess of things that didn't get done at work because you couldn't get there to do it. You're dealing with the mess of a broken pipe and all of the loss because of that. You're dealing with the mess because of finances that you just kind of had to throw your budget out the window and just do whatever you could to survive this week. And it's easy to blame our messes on other people. But I want to just encourage you and, and help you to think about this. We live in a broken and messed up world. It's full of messes. But when we're dealing with cleaning our meth messes, know that God is your strength. God is your strength and he is the only one that you can truly rely on. There is nothing else in this world that you can take confidence in like you can take confidence in your heavenly father. You know, normally we, we flick the light switch on, like this switch over here behind me on the wall, we expect it to come on. We expect to turn the tap and see water come out. We expect to be able to walk over and turn on the hot and have hot water come out pretty soon. We expect to be able to walk into the shower and turn the handle and, and be able to take a shower and get cleaned up. We expect to be able to stay in our houses and be warm and not have water coming down from the ceiling. God is good. God is faithful. And you know what? There may be even more difficult things to come. Instead of just living life and saying, Lord, give me back to normal so I don't have to deal with any of this. Paul said, I'm going to glory in these infirmities. Paul said, I want to know the power of God as it rests upon me. Paul says, when I am weak, then am I strong. Don't just use these difficulties in life and say, oh, get me out of this. Say, God, use me, teach me, grow me, change me. Get all the rough edges off me. Make me into the image of Jesus Christ that you want me to be. God, use me to be a witness for you. Well, Paul and Silas, they're in the jail they were praying and they were praising. And what happened? The Philippian jailer and his whole family got saved. Those other prisoners, they heard what was going on. When you respond to difficulties with great rejoicing and prayer and dependence on the Lord and minister one to another as the body of Christ, you get to see God do his work and do it in a mighty way. And praise the Lord if, as people come to Christ and are saved and as the church is built, and as God's people learn how to better love and to help one another. I'll be honest, my attitude hasn't always been great this week. We've had to go through some times, you're like, what is going on? But I'm thankful for these reminders that God has challenged me with, I needed this this week, and maybe you did too. I'm gonna close this uh, time of devotion and a word of prayer. And then if you're able to join me over on our Zoom, our Wednesday night prayer meeting Zoom call so we can spend some time uh, talking together and praying and bringing our requests before the Lord. Let's get hooked into his power because that's where true power lies. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this evening. Thank you for this time together. 
I pray that you would use your word now to encourage and to challenge hearts as you've encouraged and challenged mine. Help us, Lord, as we deal with the unknowns and deal with the cleanup and deal with the mess and all these things are going around us, Lord, to look to you and trust in you. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you for providing for our needs. Help us as we look out into our community to be faithful, to meet the needs of others, and to point people to Jesus. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.